how overall do you think the show is coming on? It's the best show ever. Its editor is amazing and very handsome, by the way, ladies, if you're listening. Um, I, I really pray to God you leave that in. <laughs> I, like, this, that should be the opening clip. Like, the show is amazing. <laughs> yeah, okay. We've gone over two important topics by covering the first 12 months and the pre-accelerator. So now it's time for us once again to take a break from our main story and learn a bit more from one of our team which happens to be about me this time. So for all of you out there that want to know a little bit more about your narrator and head of creative, today is that day. People are going to recognize your voice. Here's the thing. Are they? Oh, yeah. right. So, People are going to uh, recognize your voice. So who are you? What do you do? And uh, you know the drill. Tell okay. Me. So I'm Martin. I'm head of creative here. And I do many, many things. But uh, broadly... That sounds so excited about it. <laughs> well, I think I think a lot of what I do changes actually depending on what we need. Obviously, as a startup, we tend to be in a, a state of flux quite a lot, but any imagery we need, then I'm the guy to go to. Yep. Uh, if we make any video content or content in general, then I used to have a hand in that or create it or help create it. Yep. And I just try and assist the team in and the things they need. And if they need things, imagery again like that, then I'll be the guy to talk to as well. Okay. So... Uh, you've recently just been given responsibility for all of our social accounts as well. Uh, yes, that's very, very recently. Yes. Yeah, two days in, I think. Yeah. Yep. Okay, that's good. And tell me about you. Like before here, what was Martin doing? So I did uni, studied law uh, down in Reading. And then uh, it was. I realized after a while it wasn't something I really... I liked, I liked it, but again, it was something I didn't really see myself doing long term. Why is that? I liked some aspects of it. So the commercial aspect of things I really, really liked. Okay. And those are the cool bits you tend to see on TV as well. Oh, okay. Like uh, suit sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, okay, exactly. Cool. But there are other aspects of it um, that I didn't really enjoy as much. Uh, or, or rather, I didn't want to commit to something that I didn't really could give like 120% into. Okay. So it wasn't for me. And then I did what most uh, graduates do and I went traveling for a while. Okay. That's actually true. I worked... Uh, in a small IT shop for about eight months. Okay, what was that doing? Uh, mainly sales, actually. Okay. But a lot of, some of it was also building compu- computers and PCs, which I've got a huge uh, kind of extensive experience doing with my family, so that was quite easy for me, nice transition. Ah, uh, okay. By the way, just to drop in, like I'm asking these questions, but it's going to make me sound like the worst like boss in the world. I actually know the answers for people. I, these aren't brand new things that I'm learning. I'm, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just doing it for like the podcast. Like, right? okay, just to drop that in there. Okay, okay cool. Uh, I actually didn't know you actually built computers. I just thought you did sales things. So I'm actually still learning some stuff here. Yeah. So from there, what did you do? Then I went to China for a year and about three to four months. So how on earth did you get into that? Like, it's not normal. <laughs> um, well, I said to myself that I could either start looking, you know, start building my career. But I felt that at that time, I didn't have a lot of responsibility. There's no one really depending on me to get stuff done. So I felt this was the best time to really do something I always wanted to do. Okay. And uh, I used to always read a lot of uh, kind of oriental stories, Chinese stories, Japanese stories. I love those. Again, I love storytelling. Okay. And I was always uh, intrigued by those. And I said, you know what? I can. So I'm just going to go. I'm just going to do it. And I'm going to go and live there and work there for a year. So what do you do when you work in there? I was a teacher. Okay. I was a teacher. I taught from five years old to 11 years old, and then 12 years old all the way up to 18. And you told me about some of the class sizes that you were teaching, like, and some of the really quirky, and it's, it's obviously quirky for me living in the UK and being conditioned to this environment. 
the way that they conduct themselves over there and bits like that. Just explain like some of the biggest differences that you've cut. Like we've we've had pints and you've told me. Yeah, yeah, sure. So like cover cover off some of those bits. I found so, them super so what, what the first one that springs to mind is uh, so being a teacher in in that sort of culture is uh, a massive difference to how we kind of see it in England. Yeah. So in England, you go to school and you don't really like it and you think, oh, well, Mr. So-and-so, he just doesn't understand, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of the time, they, people or kids will talk back to them. Whereas in that culture, that's just not something you do. Next to your parents, your teacher is probably one of the most important figures in your life. And that must have been super weird for you too, as someone that's been kind of doing sales in a little IT shop, going across to China to teach getting all that respect like must have been like really odd to take onto your shoulders it, it really was and uh you, you there are it's it's something you have to adjust to definitely but there's also a lot of reward of that as well um i know that i remember my headmaster so my headmaster didn't actually speak any english at all okay there'd always be a translator but there was one class where the kids weren't really paying attention and the teaching assistant this is before i could speak i learned to speak the language later on so it's just when i could sort of say hello goodbye and thank you and the the teaching assistant stopped the lesson there, the hour lesson. She just stopped it about 20 minutes in. She made them all stand up. She gave them a 20 minute lecture in Chinese. I didn't know what anything she was saying. <laughs> Super awkward for you at this point. You thought, what's mm, going on? Yeah, okay. I was like, mm, yes, yes. And then the day after, every child that was in that class was told by the headmaster to line up, uh, apologize to me in both English and Chinese, and go back to the class. Wow. So I asked, um, I'm not really sure what it's all about. What that teacher had said was that, that they need to respect their teacher. Okay. And they need to be very thankful that someone would come so far to help them learn a language that they don't necessarily need. Wow. It, like you said, it's just a different mindset. I found. Completely different mindset. Okay. And after that, they never, never, they never played up again. But it, again, it was even little things such as uh, punishments. Uh, I think the one I told you before was about a little girl that wanted to use the toilet. Ah, yeah. So yeah. rather than put her hand up, she just sat there and waited because she felt like she couldn't interrupt my lesson. Okay. To the point where I think she must have been waiting about 20 minutes, desperate for the loo. And in the end, she, she just weed herself where she was. So I want to have that sort of control in here. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but again, it was a completely different mindset. Completely different mindset. Okay. But and it was you a huge were, learning experience for me. You were there for about a year and a half? A year and a bit, four months, yeah. Right okay. Now. And then you came back to do what? Came back to not do much for a while. At the okay. time, I actually thought that I wanted to progress my learning because I'd actually been teaching myself Chinese. Okay. But there's uh, uh, five stages of becoming a translator. And I felt like I'm, I like talking to people, I like communicating, so that would be a good route for me. And then I kind of got lost in that process just because of where I am. So uh, I'm originally from Wolverhampton. I'd gone back home and the facilities weren't great around the, the West Midlands area. It's more down London and it just wasn't something I could do. Oh, okay. And then I thought, right, okay. What else do I like? And I've always been good with tech, but I like to think I, I am anyway. And then I found the job opportunity at the internship, and here we are. Cool. Um, so what have we missed from you? You haven't spoken at all about gaming, and I think, <laughs> I think our audience would be completely... Uh, they'll be missing out if they didn't know the fact that you're a bit of a ninja when it comes to games consoles. So uh, without sounding too much like you're blowing your own trumpet... How good are you? Rankings? What do you do? Have you ever won anything? I've never played a games console in my entire life. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, so we actually, like two weeks in to uh, the internship, we went for uh, drinks uh, a place called the Digbeth Diner, and they had some retro games consoles. And just to put in perspective, Martin decided to say, I bet I can beat you, my boss, uh, while not looking at the screen. <laughs> Luckily, I didn't place a wager because I lost. So I'll try the question again, Martin. Okay. 
Uh, do you play games consoles and to what extent? Okay, uh, so I play a lot of fighting games, Street Fighter in particular. Not as much anymore because I'm too busy learning cool new things. I like to job. hear that. Yeah, okay. but um, but yeah, it's, the, the games have always been a big part of my life. I've got a very big family. I've got four brothers and a sister. So obviously you're not allowed to keep hitting each other. So we thought it'd be a good idea to hit each other in a game instead. Okay. So that's where that kind of competitive started. And then at uni... I found there was, you know, other people that liked as much as I did and there were tournaments and it went from there really. And yeah, that's it. Tell me one thing about you that I don't know yet after all of this. I feel like you know me quite well. Uh, I'm not letting you pull that card. I'm dragging something out of everyone. <laughs> one thing you don't know about me. Mm. So I've briefly told you that my dad is uh, really being into audio and photography. Yep. And he's very happy in the fact that I'm starting to do stuff like that now in my, in my okay. role. Uh, what I haven't told you is that uh, a lot of the things that I'm good at now are really because of that. So, for example, um, this is not actually the first time I've been editing audio and something like that, stuff like oh, this. Oh, okay. It's coming out of the woodwork now. Okay, this is he's, interesting. He's been, you... a DJ, he's been a DJ for 20 years. Okay. So some of my earliest memories are actually like going through his vinyls and playing on decks and stuff like that program some of the programs you used to use like uh, you know like when you watch like a music video and they're like they're like in the rooms and they're like in the booths like nodding their heads yeah like believe it or not i can actually do that not great what nod your head i can nod my head okay but the dials and stuff like that it's also back to why i was qu- quite good quote unquote at my radio show because that wasn't necessarily all new to me ah uh, yeah we didn't touch on the fact you did a radio yeah. show at uni that was some good input yeah. so when you decided you want to like take on this project we spoke about in the first episode that it it's not it doesn't sit inside your job role like mm-hmm. it's not going to help the job um it's because you have some previous experience obviously that previous experience has shown you that you enjoy it but is that why you were like throwing yourself into it it's like i know i can do this i think that's true i think also as well uh i just like a challenge i just like to le- learn as much as i can um i'm a big believer in sort of knowledge is power Fair <laughs> enough. quite a big sweeping statement but i do think that i think as well i learned that from traveling is that when you just speak to people or just listen to people's stories of what they've got to tell you you do pick up quite a lot and you do absorb quite a lot of it maybe more than you realize sometimes as well and i think the more that you just kind of throw yourself in and think i'll give that a go it didn't work out that's fine you always take something away from any experience good or I bad. Agree. so i wanted to see this through okay anything else you want to leave with no, I think you've learned as much about me as you need right now. Right now. Okay, we'll bring you back on at a later date. Cheers, mate. So there you have it, guys. Next episode, we'll be back on track, but I hope you enjoyed learning a little bit more about how I help the team here. Thank you very much for listening and hope you'll join us next time on The Startup Diary. <laughs>